ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. Aren't there enough of these pluses out there? Well, not yet. Yes, it's Lance and Matt Plus, a new podcast presented by WFOB and WBVI. Okay, now we've got enough pluses. So let's join Lance Morris and Matt Kaufman for Lance and Matt Plus. Welcome on into this edition of Lance and Matt, plus a podcast exclusive. Heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, online through WFOB and WBVI.com. I'm Lance Morris. He's Matt Cobb. And Matt, how are you doing? I'm just doing great. You and I got to witness some of the greatest dunking performances we've seen in our broadcasting lives over the weekend. And, you know, just, just kind of reflecting on that, how absurd the amount of dunks that we saw Mason Brandt pull off in that all-star game yesterday just really was it, it was incredible it was absolutely incredible 14 dunks just him from yesterday yeah just him and really most of the game was just the pcl side setting him up for dunks it, it was it was like the entire fan base was like we know what we're here to see the PCL was like, we know what the fans are here to see. Even the BVC side of the thing was like, yeah, we know what everyone's here to see. So let, let's just go ahead and make that happen. And just, my God, it was incredible. Incredible, incredible performance, really, by the whole PCL squad. I mean, Putnam County League, that the, they had some kids that could just shoot the lights out of the building as well. It was a really impressive performance. And they did all that with only six guys, too. That's true. Only six, which was even crazier. Six beat 10 comfortably, like really comfortably beat 10. Yeah, we had uh, had a lot of fun for our final basketball games of the season uh, yesterday on uh, on Sunday. So those those were fun. Now we're getting truly into the offseason mode and we'll continue to to uh, have some different uh Different Lance and Matt Plus, uh, Lance and Matt Plus episodes here uh, over the next weeks, months, however long we continue to uh, to do this, and we've got quite the show on tap. But before I can get to that, please, of course, rate, follow, review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, so you can let Matt and I know that you are in fact out there. And if you do not already, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at the Lance Morris. Matt is. Cotman Matt WFOB, just one T in Cotman. If you search two, you will not find him. You hear that, Hartzell? Do you hear that? I mean, one he, T. He hears it. He just doesn't care. You know what? I'm just going to keep this going every time you bring it up. I'm just going to call out Hartzell each time. Maybe we'll get him on the show one of these times. They can explain the origins of that bit as well. That could be fun too. That, might that, might have to get him on at some point. I was going to say, that sounds like something we need to make happen. Yeah, I like, because for those of you that don't know, Dan Hartzell, the athletic director over at Tiffin Columbian High School. I, first of all, we get, I give him a lot of grief. Phenomenal human being. A- absolutely A1 human being. No doubt about it. He's also hysterical. I, I, I don't think there's anyone out there who hasn't spoken with him who is not busting out laughing by the time they're done talking with him. So yeah, we should, we should definitely get him on. I, I think that's, that should be an imperative of ours to get him on this program or podcast or whatever. In God's name is. <laughs> Either way, like subscribe, follow us. We, we are 
we are avidly putting this together. We are aggressively putting this podcast together. This is season two, and we are doing it for you, the listener. And because we're desperate for that kind of affection, we work in broadcasting, we need that kind of attention and affection from our fan base. So please like and subscribe. With that, we can get into what we have on tap here today. I will, in fact, have an announcement about my favorite new NFL team. We will also give our top five concerts that we've been to of all time. We'll get into that a little later. And then we will also have a draft at the end of this one. And we will draft our favorite fast food places of all time. And we'll have one for each day of the week for you for those that have the ability and want to uh, go out to eat every day. We'll have a different place for you uh, every day of the week. I think that's, I think that's the the best way to put it. Right, Matt. I believe so. And you know, for those of us that have to drive, you know, over a hundred plus miles to get to broadcast, I I will let you know exactly the proper order of eating so that you do not die of horrible stomach pains (laughs) during your broadcasts in any capacity whatsoever. I'll make sure you're taken care of here. We're going to, we're going to draft a clean and fair board for you across the way. So fear not. It's going to be fun. So let's start things off. And I have a, an announcement to make on where I will take my NFL fandom. But before I can do that, Matt, I have something to a play that uh, highlights who, in fact, I have selected. Go for it. In fact, they're trailing Six in the secondary, third and five. He gets away from one defender. Throws downfield, Keenan Allen. What a catch over Hill. 33-yard line. That was poetry. What a piece he has been for this offense. First and goal. Here's Eckler. Eckler in for the Chargers. Touchdown. As Fitzpatrick dealing with some of those exotic pre-snap looks. Fitzpatrick feels the pressure. It was Bosa. Throws on the run. Dangerous window, and it's incomplete. Looking for De'Ami Brown. Washington will punt. And who is in there making that play? Derwin James. He is going to be all over the field. Four wide here on third and goal. Again, the pump fake, and this time he will get sacked, lose the ball, and Mack took the ball away. I, Lance Morris, am taking my NFL fandom to L.A., to the L.A. Chargers. I am now an L.A. Charger fan. Bolt up, Matt. You know what? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. This is a good decision, a solid decision based on facts, based on concrete data, has nothing to do with the powder blue jerseys. (laughs) Nothing whatsoever to do with the powder blue jerseys. But... Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured this is where you're going to land. I, I had a feeling on it. Although, to be fair, Jacksonville did make a hard push for you. We, we got to give them credit. We do. We do. Let's. Uh, so actually, let's let's I'll just pull pull up what uh, what I did. So for those that, uh, by the way, did they actually send you the swag? Uh, if they have, I have not got it yet. OK, if if when that does happen, I will. Uh, I might uh, might have to post that on uh, on social media once once that does happen. So I so for those that don't know, uh, I basically went out and I found 
the like contact pages on every NFL team's page. And if they had a good contact page or if they had like a good email to reach out to, I reached out and said, Hey, was a Browns fan. I just decided I can't root for him anymore. I don't know what I really am looking for, but here's me saying, if you want me to be a fan of your team, uh, what, what might you have to offer is, is basically the, the gist of the email that I sent out to uh, a good chunk of teams in the NFL didn't uh, send one to every team either because I couldn't find a quality uh, contact page for them or if they were, you know, a Steeler or a Raven or a Washington Commander or something like that, they they were already out of the running from the get-go. So I did hear back from the Jags, and they said that they were going to send me some stuff. They have not sent it, at least to my knowledge. I have not received it yet. They were the first to reach out. I also heard from the Chiefs, and they gave a little history on the organization, on how Arrowhead Field's one of the great great, uh, venues in the NFL, and, of course, the fact that they won the Super Bowl back in uh, 2019 and then made it another time since then as well. Uh, they also, uh, I also heard from the uh, Titans. They were another team that... Uh, did reach out and uh, was similar to what uh, what the Chiefs did. Uh, basically, a little history on their team on on how they uh, have been, you know, there for the good and the bad. They've had those two and fourteen seasons, uh, but they've also had you know great history of running backs actually in Tennessee with uh, Eddie George, Chris Johnson, and Derrick Henry. Of course, now the now the guy leading them in their backfield and. Also through that they were uh, one of two teams with six consecutive winning seasons, and they have won the AFC South in back-to-back years. So those those were the teams that did, in fact, uh, respond to to when I reached out. So that's uh, worth worth mentioning as well. Don't forget Lendale White in that great running back conversation. Are we really calling Lendale White a great running back? He had a thousand yards with Chris Johnson, like two years in a row. I, I, I he didn't sustain it, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but he's he's he he's he's not the same. He's not in the same vein as Eddie George, Chris Johnson, and Derrick Henry. Well, that that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. But he still wasn't bad. Look, I liked Lundell White. Okay, I thought he was fun to watch. So. That's probably just because he was the other half of the duo with Reggie Bush. Well, that is true. I I make no secret. I was a big Reggie Bush fan. Still am. I I will argue to this day. He has been considered a bust. And I think he's been considered a bust very unfairly. Very. There are still people that consider Reggie Bush a bust. There are people that still call him a bust. I don't. Obviously, I don't think he, he definitely didn't reach as high as his hype was, he never reached that, but he was a pretty good NFL player for a while. 10,000 career all-purpose yards. He had a couple thousand yard seasons. He did good every spot he was at. Like, it's, what what was he, Barry Sanders 2.0? No. But I'd also argue that his, what, four-year run with New Orleans, besides his one injury season, he was as electric as anyone else in the NFL during that time. Then his time in Miami, he was absolutely a stud. He it was, was he, I, I mean, personally, yeah, I, I, I make that argument time and time again. There's, there's people out there that still consider him a bust. I'm like, I, I completely disagree. Yeah. I think he, 
may not have completely lived up to hype, but he had a very good career for himself. I think it's just in the fact that he didn't become the next, like, great all-world running back or, you know, kick returner. I mean, he was still... He was still one of the best athletes in the league for, you know, at least a little stretch of time, even if he did not become, you know, one of the top tier guys. He also, though, was on the uh, opposing end of probably my favorite NFL hit of all time. Oh, yeah, I I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that that was. That was quite the hit. <laughs> that, that was. That, that that deserves to be on all the highlight reels. It really does. That 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 was a classic hit. My favorite uh that like when people say whenever it for some reason comes up, because it does come up in conversation more than you actually would think, like your favorite like football hits of all time. That's my favorite NFL hit off the at least off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other really good ones out there, of course. But that's where I go to off the top of my head for the NFL for college. I go to it's not actually not even an Ohio State guy. It's the Jadavion Clowney hit in the what was it, the Outback Bowl or whatever bowl game it was against Michigan. Correction: the the Jadavion Clowney massacre against Mike Hart <laughs> in that Outback Bowl. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, there were children it's, watching it's, that game. It's just a bonus that it happens to be against Michigan, but it's. I mean that that. The fact that he hits him how he does and then scoops up the ball in the meantime, I mean, it's it's just insane. You know, he's another one of those guys that on paper, some people might say he's a bust. He's had a pretty decent career, too. Maybe not amazing, but he hasn't had that bad of a career overall. Yeah, I think it's pretty much same type of thing as Reggie Bush. Like, the hype around Clowney was so massive. And he never really lived up to that, but he, similar to Bush, he's been a pretty good player. I mean, he's he's been a Pro Bowler. I don't know if he's been yeah. an all. I don't know if he's been an All Pro at any point, but I mean, he's he's been a Pro Bowler a couple times. But what I think is interesting, though, with Clowney, and I, I'll, I'll stop dovetailing from some of these points here about you becoming a Chargers fan after this one is. With Clowney, everyone expected him to come in and be like this 20-sack-a-season kind of guy, which he never really was that South Carolina either. He was a run-stopper. That that was his claim to fame. So people are like, oh, well, he's a bust. He's only got like 35, 40 sacks on his career. It's like, yeah, but that's not his thing. He, he's the guy that stops the run. He's the forces the pass protection to the other side kind of edge rusher. So that way it opens things up for people like Garrett or for J.J. Watt. Every place he's been, the guy that's been on the other side from him has been near the top of the league in sacks each time. So it's like he he does his job very well. I I think he's one of those guys that maybe gets a bit of a bad rap because people pay attention to certain stats way more than they should. But yeah, Cloudy's another good one. He's probably my all-time favorite college hit. I'd have to say for the pros... I mean, it kills me because it's a New Orleans Saint, but I, I'd have to pick anything that Jonathan Vilma did. My God, was he fun to watch play middle linebacker. He was so good. He was so, so good. And that includes uh, the fact he was the middle linebacker for the Saints during Bounty Gate, too. And that's See, that's the problem. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, that's why it's like it, it's you can't mention Vilma without mentioning Bounty Gate. 
because he was one of the people definitely involved in it, obviously. But at the end of the day, he was he was such a good linebacker, though, too. I, I mean, he he's one of those guys that his legacy got tarnished big time because of that. And ha- had that never been the case, had Bounty Gate never happened with Greg Williams or that Saints team, I mean, just called as it is. Patrick Willis is getting a lot of Hall of Fame consideration. I think Jonathan Vilma would have gotten in the way he played the game. He was a pro bowler a couple times. That's he. I think he'd be in the conversation along with Patrick Willis for one of the best middle linebackers of this particular era. So, yeah, it's, he, was, he was fun to watch. Also, anything Ray Lewis. Hate the Baltimore Ravens. There is not a person on the planet who can't sit there and say that they wouldn't watch Ray Lewis play football all day. The way he played the game. Just remember his most famous quote of all time. It's not actually his most famous quote of all time, but it's uh, it's his funniest quote of all time. One knee is for the flag. Two knees is for Jesus. There we go. So anyway, you're a Chargers fan now, right? <laughs> yeah, does that mean I get to like retroactively be like an uh, a big like Ladanian Tomlinson stand? Like how does that work? Well, that that is an important question. We do need to lay some ground rules here. So, in terms of all-time greats, you get a pass. So people like Ladanian Tomlinson Jr. say out, you can be a fan of theirs. You, you can say that you were. I a was a fan of LT back when he was actually playing, too. So was I. I thought LT was great. It, it kills me this to this day. Only one team did not interview Ladanian Tomlinson. Do you know who that team was? What, like, like pre, like pre-draft? Like pre-draft. Only one team in the top 10 did not interview Ladanian Tomlinson. Something, uh, something tells me it was the Browns. It it was the Cleveland McGrabbies. They said, and I quote, "He is too short." Uh, that's so. Instead, they took James Jackson out of Miami in the second round. Who? Correct. <laughs> Fun fact about LT: in the course of his career, there's only one team. Besides AFC West opponents, he has had a career rushing title or total of over a thousand yards against. Do you know which team it is? <laughs> which team is it, Matt? It would be the Cleveland Browns. It's almost like the guy that said, Hey, I emulate my game off of how Jim Brown used to run the football. I would love to go to Cleveland. Took it kind of personally that they took Gerard Warren over him. Yeah, sure uh, Sure, sounds that way. So you get a pass. On the all-time greats, you get a pass. I would say you have a valid argument of being able to be a retroactive Chargers fan. I would say back until 2015. Can I, jo- can I basically go, I forget what year he was drafted, but... I mean, I love Joey Bosa. You, you so can go like, with Joey. You you can make the Joey Bosa pick. That's when you truly started your fandom. You, you you can go with Bosa. I think that's fair. I think that'd be a fair metric for you. I do so, love I do love Philip Rivers. Just as a as an aside for every, well, I guess when when did they move? When did they move to L.A.? 
when did they move to L? That was only like two, three years ago. I was going to say, it was pretty recently, recent. wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. They, they moved the same time the um, Rams did. Did they both move the same year? I thought so. Let me look it up. Let me go on my handy dandy internet machine here. Because obviously they wait. They had to wait for the for SoFi Stadium to be built. And well, that, but they and, did and it. They and that's only in that... and that's only been. I mean, that's only been. Was it the first year? Was this year the first year of SoFi? Uh, no, last year was the first year of SoFi. They they moved in L to LA in 2017. Because I know both. Oh my God, they've been the LA Chargers since 2017. Because I know both teams. They played like in crappy stadiums at least a little bit. Whoa, hold up, hold up. The Rams played at L.A. Coliseum. Okay, then the Chargers played in crappy stadiums. The Chargers played at a crappy soccer stadium. <laughs> and they could barely fill that one for the time being. But they're doing better now. But no, January of 2016, the Rams and Chargers and Raiders all filed for relocation. And at the time, the expectation was that all three were going to potentially share SoFi Stadium. Then the Raiders didn't like the deal. They moved to Vegas instead. But the Chargers, they officially moved in 2017 is when they became the LA Chargers. Okay, so I get to... I get to become a fan as of, I guess, today, and you can, I guess, what, like, the the greats, are they are they sort of, like, grandfathered in? Is that probably the way to, to word exactly. that? Exactly. So if you, like, wanted to go get a Philip Rivers jersey or an LT jersey or something like that, you're fine. No, no one's going to hold that again. So you, you get the all-time greats. It's like for myself, when at a young, precocious age, I became a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I was able to claim like Leroy Selman, Doug Williams, guys like that right off the bat. Wasn't really able to claim like any of the in-between time. But then from there on, I had Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Mike Alls. So let's say either the move to LA or when they drafted Joey Bosa would be your moment to officially jump on. But yeah, go get an LT jersey, man. You know you want to. I mean. You know you want to. I mean, it's. It's between one or both of Herbert and Bosa right now. Uh, Herbert's good too. Uh, he he's very good. He he definitely impressed me this season. So I like it. That's a good pick for you. So we are now L.A. Chargers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Yeah, I, I guess I guess is this this is your time. You're you're officially done with the Browns too. I'm officially uh, the way I stand on it. I am officially done with the Browns. I am not done with the players. Right, same. So like I I, I and here's the other part. I I mean I have family members that are lifelong Browns fans that are still rooting for the team. If they if I'm gonna if the Browns are successful, I'll be happy for them. I'll be happy for the individual players. I'm not going to be happy for the organization, though. Just I'm not. I can't do it. Not right now. I just can't do it. But for guys like Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, you know, um, uh, JOK, Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, even though Grant Delpit's a little bit on the iffy side as well, like John Johnson. I mean, 
those guys, yeah, I'm going to still root for them. I want them to be successful. I want them to have good careers because I think they're good players and they've done good things. But actively going out of my way to root for the Cleveland Browns right now, no, can't do it. Just can't. And and I've I've been asked by a couple people, so if when Watson is gone, what does that mean? And my answer to all of them has been, I will cross that bridge if when we get there. I think for me, for me, I think I would be able to start being a fan again. But I'm going to be very jaded and very suspect of everything that they do. I mean, it's kind of, honestly, this, the situation that I'm looking at here is going to sound bad. It's not the same type of situation at all. That's very important to note. But kind of like when LeBron left, you know, in 2010, it's like, okay, I just, I can't, I cheered for you relentless. I can't be a fan of yours right now. I just can't because of how you handled it, because of what you did. Obviously, leaving in free agency on national television is a completely different thing than what um what the Browns did and what Deshaun Watson is accused of doing. And worth reiterating on this podcast, even though we are very much in the camp of 22 people can't genuinely be lying. It's just not possible. He has been cleared by two separate grand juries already. There is something to be said for that. That is true. I am simply stating that the threshold from criminal versus civil in these types of cases seems to be too high. If there's enough to have 22 civil cases go through, but not enough for one singular criminal case, that's a little concerning on that front. But if Deshaun Watson were to leave, I, I think I could see myself rooting for Cleveland again eventually, like actively rooting for them. But for now, no, I'm, I'm going to root for Tampa. I'm, 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 I'm going to lean into the fandom that I've always had and ha- have that support structure built in place. Although, I reiterate this once again, I've been a fan since the nineties and they've never sent me a swag bag like the Jacksonville Jaguars were sending to you. I mean, so, it sounds like you need to reach out to the bucks and say, I do need to reach just, out. To just the say, bucks. The, say, say a similar thing, but add on, Oh, I've kind of been following you since the Browns left before. I mean, what can, uh, what can you do for me? It, here's an assortment of photos of me in orange creamsicle jerseys back in the mid nineties <laughs> and being at Raymond James stadium in 2003. And, rooting the team on during the Josh Freeman and Mike Glennon era. <laughs> hey, there was a Maybe. time there was a time when people thought Josh Freeman was going to be good. You know what? There was like a oh. there was like a there was a window. It was a, a short window, but it was a window. I'm, I'm not going to let my fandom take over. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let my fan. You know what? Actually, just for like 20 seconds I'm going to let my fandom take over. Josh Freeman could have been good, man. He could have been great. <laughs> He had great range, solid throwing capability. He had a howitzer for an arm, could scramble. The problem was, the problem was he did not fit the offense they tried to put around him. And then as soon as Raheem Morris left, who totally should get another head coaching job, but that's just my opinion. I thought he was great in Tampa and got hosed on his way out. And they replaced him with Greg Schiano, 
it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare what they did to my boy, Josh Freeman. To be fair, as soon as he went to Minnesota, holy God in heaven, was he bad. (laughs) And that was the end of the Josh Freeman era in the NFL. But he could have been good. He could have been good. He could have been good. Mike Glennon was never going to be good. Mike Glennon was never going to be good. He was never the answer. But Josh Freeman could have been good. I, I think... Had they built around him the right way, he, he could have had a very serviceable career. But, okay, fandom turned off for a moment. We're back. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's switch gears and go into a, another list for us. And it comes because I, I was fortunate enough to go to a big concert last week. I got to go see the Eagles up in Detroit last Thursday, so I thought, what better time than to give uh, the top five uh, concerts we've been to of all time? Wait, time out. You didn't tell me you went to go see the Eagles last Thursday. I told you before the fact that I got tickets to see the Eagles. It is on you for not remembering I went to see the Eagles. No, wait, you did tell me beforehand. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I told you in like November or some, whenever, whenever I bought tickets, I told oh, you. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. So, you know, I don't feel as bad. I'm remembering the conversation about you going and seeing Kansas at the Ritz. Yes. I'm remembering that conversation thing. Oh yeah. That's what, no, never mind. I don't feel bad. It was November. My <laughs> brain is like pudding, man. Come on now. That's pretty cool. How was it? Was it a good show? Oh, it was awesome. I got it. Did they play, did they play a hotel California? It was the very first song they played. Of course. Did they close with it as well? No. what they close with? They closed, um, what was it they closed with? Um, give me two was it, seconds. Was it Life in the Fast Lane? No, but they played it. Oh. It was The Best of My Love. Okay, that's a good one. Because they played, um, they play, They started the show with the entire Hotel California album, and then they went and oh. played, then they went and played oh. some of their other hits, then they did an encore with, uh, with uh, Desperado, Rocky Mountain Way, uh, Boys of Summer, then The Best of My Love was what they closed with. All right, so a little side rant here. Can we acknowledge that the encore is no longer an encore? <laughs> it's just kind of like baked into the show if they have three or four songs they play on top of it. I mean, yeah, that seems... that see, it's It's certainly more expected now versus before when it was like... Oh, you want more? Well, you're going to get more. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, we'll give you more. Now it's just like, yep, this is like set two and a half that you're about to receive here. Well, because it's like when, I mean, I've seen I've seen Kansas twice and Carry On Wayward Son was their last song each time. Deservedly so. Of but, course. But if they then don't have an encore, I then, in theory, am not hearing Carry On Wayward Son, which is their biggest song. That's true. That that's a very good point. But oh, God, Kansas! I haven't seen them in so long. That's such a good show. So I'm now- kicking myself that I didn't <laughs> go to the Ritz. I, I really am. So now let's uh, let's transition, and I guess uh, I guess we'll start with you, Matt. What uh, what would be your number five uh, concert you've ever been to? The number five concert I've ever been to. Who? Okay, if I were to 
got to go through the list here who I've seen in my head. Please hold for the next available representative. Um, I hope this call is very important to you. This call is very important to us. If you had some elevator music queued up, this would have been way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> would have been way funnier. Not important. Uh, number five, I'm going to have to go with probably probably One Republic. It was One Republic and the script were a joint concert. One Republic part was not that great, but the script was actually pretty good. That one was pretty good. Their, their section of it was very awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to say that's my number five. Doesn't the script have just, like, one song? They have a few. But, I mean, Hall of Fame is the one they're most known for. I was going to say, the only one I know is Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame is the one they're most known for, but they also have, like, Break Even. There, there's a couple others that they've done over time that are actually pretty good. It's... I'll put it this way. The script is one of those bands that as you're listening to them, you're like, oh, I love this song. Who plays it? And you find out it's the script. They're one of those types of bands. Mm, okay. So that'll be my number five, the script and one Republic joint concert. That one was pretty good. For my number five, I will go back to what we were just mentioning and I will go with uh, seeing Kansas uh, back uh, just a handful of weeks ago. It's the, Second time I got to see them, and the first time uh, I wasn't I wasn't quite as appreciative of it the first time because I was I think I was I was like nineteen or twenty, so like I hadn't listened to their music as much as I have since then. So I got to enjoy it a lot more this time around. So uh, Kansas will be my number five. I like that. That's a good one. And you know, Kansas is one of those bands that as you get older, they become better. You know, I I mean, it's, you you gotta, you gotta know their, you gotta know their library pretty well. You gotta hear it consistently before it really becomes one of your staple bands. Useless fact about me though, Lance. Yes. Carry on wayward son. The song I closed my old college radio show with every single show. Look at you. Always close with Carry On Wayward Son. So there, there's that L- little history about me. All right, what's uh, let's go now to number four. What would be your number four uh, top concert of all time? Number four concert of all time is going to be one of my earliest ones, and that would be Metallica. Ooh, that that one was. Come into that they came into the ecstasy of gold. They closed with Enter Sandman. They did an encore with um, I think it was one, is what they actually did for their encore, if I remember correctly. One one lends itself to an encore very well. Oh, one one is perfect because, for because of because of that long intro you have with it. Oh, exactly. And I mean the way they had the stage set up, it was they were in the center of the of um rocket morgan fields house and it was it was a surround stage a 360 stage so they fit they closed out stage kind of like took them under again you know kind of like one of those drop stages 
And then you start hearing one playing as they pop back up as the intro is going. It's just, oh, it was so good. Such a good show. Very, very good show. That'd be my number four. So here's uh, here's a useless, useless fact. Uh, those who have played Guitar Hero 3 have a very different relationship with the song one. Because, <laughs> yes, they do. Because it is the last song you have to play in just to just like to close out career mode. And it is it it wasn't one. I thought it was um it was it was one because you then had because then you had to do like the Devil battle, went down to Georgia. The battle of the devil went down to Georgia, yeah. And then the official end of Guitar Hero 3 is through the fire and the flames. Well, yes, but it's not like the official official. So it's not the official. Well, no, I mean, it's the credit song. Yes. But you can play it. Right. Which if you ever want to see insanity. For anything out there, dear, dear listeners, just YouTube through the fire and the flames on expert mode. Because I... I played Guitar Hero enough when I was in my prime, quote unquote, I was able to beat one on expert. It was barely, but I was able to beat it. That, that, you know what? Full stop. That's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> it actually is kind of impressive there. I, um, I, when I was, whenever, because the Guitar Hero games at first were only PlayStation and then they came to Xbox starting with Guitar Hero 2 and then on through. And I played the ever-living crap out of Guitar Hero 2. And then I finally got Guitar Hero 3. And then I played a handful of them after that too. But the Guitar Hero 3 is when when I think that really peaked for me. That, that's a solid one. So, yeah. Oh, man. You want to talk? Okay, we're we're for, gonna... for reference for reference. I do have that stuff still in my house. If you ever want to play it, oh dude, I I still have my <laughs> Guitar Hero stuff. I I would like. There's a small part of me right now that's kind of thinking maybe I should get that set up because <laughs> that was so much fun. Uh, look, I, I'm just it's gonna. Har- it's harder than you remember. Oh, I'm sure it is, but I'm I'm just gonna run down the list here because for the Guitar Hero fans out there. Guitar Hero 3 may very well be the best one ever. This was career mode. Tier 1 was Slow Ride by Foghat, Talk Dirty to Me by Poison, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Pat Benatar, Story of My Life by Social Distortion, Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss, and then Sabotage by Beastie Boys. That was your opening tier. Yeah. Just to go down through some of the other things, you had Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Fun, fun, even more fun fact. I could do the intro and outro. I could do it without looking when I was back in the day. That's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Well done. Pretty, pretty solid. Granted, it's because it's like, it's this, once you know the notes, you know it. Mm. But it's, it's still, yeah, I was able to do that. My friends were like, that's kind of weird. I don't know why you would do that. Because I would like stare them down while I did it, and I they would know that I'm not missing notes still. That was funny. All right, so here for me, tier five. Because I, I actually pulled up the career set list, career mode set list. Tier five, Big House Blues, 
you want to talk about an epic setup. Your battle at the end of this tier was against Slash from uh, Guns so, so this So this one's Welcome to the Jungle in it. Yeah, tier five. Holiday in Cambodia by the Dead Kennedys. Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions, which is what I used to open my radio show with. Same Old Song and Dance by Aerosmith. Then Freaking LaGrange by ZZ Top with your final being Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, that's... That's, they don't that, make games like this. That's anymore. that's a fire set list right there. <laughs> they they don't make games like God. Or tier seven. This is another one. Before I forget by Slipknot, stricken by Disturbed, threes and sevens by Queens of the Stone Age, Knights of Sidonia by Muse, and then, and then the encore the was. Then, then the encore was Cult of Personality. Yeah. God, that tells you how much I know the games. <laughs> God, this whole this whole game just slapped. They go because then because then, the, like, then you have on the last part you have you have the Slayer song. Yep. You, you obviously have one. Yep. There's there's obviously two more that I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm gonna give head. you a hint here for these two because I know I know them. It's just it's not at the front of my brain right now. The first one is completely an instrumental. And it's named after a place in England. Um, and it's a natural place in England, not a city. It's a, like a natural occurring thing in nature. I'm completely blanking on it. Cliffs of Dover. Ah, uh, that's right. The Clapton song. Not Clapton. Well, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson isn't Eric Clapton. Because it was a guy named Eric. Close enough. And then the last one, you know, if, if my father is listening, he will enjoy this. The best intro for a song ever. And I'm going to get a little biblical here. Because it's woe to you, O earth and sea. For the devil sends the beast with wrath oh, because num- he numbers knows the, beast, the yeah. time is short. Yep, numbers of the God, beast. that song is just fire. Yeah. Oh, man. God, I really am going to have to dig out my PS3 and play this. I'm really going to have to do this. This is what's happening with my day now. Forget any productivity. I'm going to be cranking on Guitar Hero if, 3. If that's the case, we're going to have to like record ourselves doing a song or two or something. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do one better. I'm going to say once we get back up to speed to where we used to be playing it, I say we make it part of the podcast, actually throw some video on it as well. An actual Guitar I, I, Hero I, showdown. I won't. I I won't be able to get back to as good as I've been because I have to be. It's it's one of those. I have to be playing it like every day to be as good as I was. Look, what's more important, Lance? Entertaining our listeners with a Guitar <laughs> Hero battle, or your job and your livelihood? <laughs> well, not only that, it. It will probably hurt more now than it did then. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> my fingers do not work the way they like. Joel Zamaya got himself hurt, and he was getting paid to pitch in Major League Baseball, and still couldn't stop playing Guitar Hero. There's actually a small part of me that's scared about possibly playing <laughs> through the fire and the flames. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, I, my friend told me the trick because he was better than me at Guitar Hero because he said he five starred every song. The trick mm-hmm. the trick is is you have to either like have a friend or like tape down the green button for through the fire and flames. 
That's crazy. Yeah. To, to this day, the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, a kid at Heidelberg, we did a Guitar Hero tournament, like a charity Guitar Hero tournament kind of thing. Yeah. The kid experted and 100 percented through the fire and the flames. Sheesh. His fingers were hurting so bad by like the fifth guitar solo. He just screamed for the rest of the section. That, that seems it was incredible. It was incredible. Anyway, anyway probably should get back to our list. Back to our list after our Guitar because Hero aside. I, if we keep bringing up Guitar Hero 3, I'm seriously going to be like, yeah, podcast is over. I'm going to go play Guitar <laughs> Hero. So, uh, so my number four is, uh, it's similar, similar to me for Kansas. It's going to be, uh, Dennis DeYoung from sticks. Uh, I saw him twice as well. And I'll go with the second time I saw him, which was only a handful of years uh, later than the first time I had seen him. But I appreciated sticks that much more after having saw them because when I first saw them, I basically like just knew carry on wayward son. Or not Karen Wimberton. I basically just knew uh, Come Sail Away. And since then, I was like, oh, there's Renegade. There's too much time on my hands. There's all these other songs that I then grew to appreciate and love more after that. You know what? There, There is a quote in the movie um, Big Daddy by Adam Sandler that I think speaks to anyone who discovers Sticks. And that is when the kid says that he taught me that Sticks is one of the greatest American rock bands and that they only get a bad rap because most critics are cynical a-holes. They only get a bad rap because, like, well, I also remember uh, in Family Guy, like, in the early seasons, they had, like, a couple Kiss-centered episodes. Yep. And they essentially knocked down and you know said sticks wasn't as good as kiss oh yeah no sticks has always gotten a bad rap but i mean they have incredible stuff blue collar man you could go through the whole wood album it oh god grand illusion grand illusion that's, that's an opener grand grand illusion my god mr roboto yeah i mean that that there's another classic it's you, sticks i'll tell you what again one of those bands, if you're listening out there, guys, give them a go. You're going to be impressed by what you discover. You really are. So I guess it's my turn for number three. Um, number three for me, you're taking a little bit of a different direction here. It's a tie between Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the Cleveland Orchestra with John Williams conducting. Interesting. There, there's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They're fun. That's just a fun thing to go see during Christmas. Epic rock music versions of holiday songs. It's just cool. But Cleveland Orchestra doing a salute to John Williams with John freaking Williams conducting it. So yeah. Star Wars, Jaws, um, Empire of the Sun, Jurassic Park, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Basically I, like the, all of those movies in that time period, it was John well, Williams. Look, any movie that their soundtrack kind of makes you tear up a little bit when you hear it or immediately puts you in that movie is John Williams. Just as simple as that. It, it was, oh, that was so incredible. 
so so incredible that that'd be my number three so my number three i will again go to a show we were just talking about i will go with the seeing the eagles last week up in detroit it was a three-hour show it was incredible hotel california from the top and then uh, a lot of their greater hits uh, after that it's uh I mean, I, I know, and our station plays most of the songs we heard, which just goes to show just how great the Eagles catalog is. It it really was. It's a great catalog. It truly was from start to finish. That, that, that's a very solid one. I'm going to give you that. That that's good. You're not going to like my top two. I'm sure I'm not. (laughs) But I've never liked any of your top music choices because I'm an old man and you're not. So I've yeah, accepted I got, that. I got already. pretty good old man cred for my first three that I said. You you do. I'm I'm giving you credit. You do have some really good songs for your first couple. I am going to agree with you on that one. Having said that, I'm pretty confident I'm not going to like your top two because I think I know where you're going with it. <laughs> Um, my number two is going to be presidents of the United States saw them play in Cleveland at the house of blues after they threw out the first pitch at a Cleveland guardians game, brother, when I tell you the house came down as soon as they started playing Cleveland rocks, I am underselling it it was i've never seen a crowd go absolutely ham at a concert quite to that level they use that as their final song it got five encores not to play other stuff they did their encore at the end of it as well their actual one they got five encores of playing cleveland rock it got played five times in a row and it was a hit all five times. Great show. It ended up being like that. The show didn't start until almost 10 o'clock that night. So the, the entire time House of Blues like, hey, they're on a very tight schedule. They got the first pitch. Then they're supposed to be on the road right away after this one is done. So as we were even getting our tickets, so like, expect maybe only a set, maybe a set and a half. They went until two in the morning. <laughs> like they, they just that they just ran through their entire catalog, and it it was such a good show. Oh man, that was a good show. So that'd be my number two. Okay, that's that that it, when you're playing a song called Cleveland Rocks in Cleveland. I mean, I hope I hope and, it goes over well. <laughs> and the play, like you would have thought the. At that point, the Browns, Guardians, and Cavs all won their titles all at once. Stipe knocked out Connor McGregor in a one-hit KO, and that everybody in the room just won the lottery as well. Like It was that kind of excitement. So for my, for my number two, uh, it, also, it goes into the concert itself, but it also is uh, uh, some of the, the importance behind the concert too. And that would be a post Malone when I saw him in February of 2020, which I mean, 
remember that date because of what happened the next month. Uh, so I got to go see Post Malone, you know, about a month before it hit the fan with COVID. And it was also it was also the gift that I bought for my fiance, Bree. I bought it for her because I bought it for her slash us. Obviously, I went too because when we we had we hadn't even started dating yet, but we were talking like in text about like different music we like. And she's like, I would love to see Post Malone in concert. And I've always liked Post Malone, so I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's go watch him in concert. I then bought those tickets about a week or two after we started dating as a Christmas present. So that that that's why that then becomes my number two because of that and the fact that the concert was awesome. Post he gives gives it all on every single song. The he had two openers that were both really good as well. And uh, Tyler Ewa and uh, Sway Lee, part of uh, the Ray Shremmerd group, and they were both awesome too. And then everything posted, uh, got to see him uh, in Indianapolis, and that was yeah, that was that was awesome. I mean, I got no arguments with your number two. Personally, I'm more of a pre Malone fan as opposed to a post Malone fan. But you get you get the joke I made You're there. You're no squat, you stupid idiot. Okay, that was harsh. Probably <laughs> fair, but a little harsh. I was just waiting for you to give me a reason to play one of those. I really feel that was a little unnecessarily harsh. But that's not important. It's not important. Post Malone is good. I, I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to give you that one. My number one. Who? Now, here's a question for you. Okay. I'm going to ask your thoughts on this. My number one is a toss-up between two concerts. And I'm going to be candid. I'm going I'm to tell you both concerts, and I'm going to ask if they can be merged as one. Because it's between seeing Foreigner for a Mardi Gras charity concert or Night Ranger and Foreigner opening for Journey. But I saw them within the same year and only a couple months apart from each other. So I saw Foreigner twice within like a six month window. So can I just say anything with Foreigner and that Night Ranger and Journey concert on this one? Like, is that fair? Is that reasonable? I suppose. Okay. So I would say it's, I, I saw them within six months of each other. But yeah, that that'd be my number one: Night Ranger, Foreigner, and Journey. And then for bonus, like the encore was that charity concert at Mardi Gras for Foreigner. But I'll tell you what: that concert, seeing all three of those bands, was incredible. The place was rocking. It was a great show. Fantastic venue down there at Blossom. But I got called as this. Night Ranger probably gave the best performance out of the three bands. They were the opening act for the opening act. And they they just absolutely rolled with it. They played You Can Still Rock in America. They closed with Sister Christian. It was it was good. It was a really good show. So that that would be my number one. So I will uh, I will throw the disclaimer that my list could change uh, at the end of July because I have tickets to see Joan Jett, uh, Poison, Motley Crue, 
and Def Leppard in Cleveland uh, in in July, and it was supposed to happen two years ago. And you're so, taking me to that one, right? Yeah, no, not quite. You're taking me to that one, right? Yeah, no, not quite. Why do you hate me when I show you nothing but love? You have not taken me to a concert either, so. But that's irrelevant. That's very, that's literally the discussion. What do you mean that's irrelevant? It's irrelevant. You lead with that sort of thing. You're the music one between us. Oh, gosh. Okay. Good Lord. Anyway, okay, so this may change, but you're number one. Who is it? My number one, and I know you're not going to like it. Uh, I'm going to go with the John Bellion concert because I know you don't know who John Bellion is. I saw him in August of 19 and he's, I say he's my second favorite artist in general right now behind, behind Kanye still. And so I, whoa, whoa. what do you, what do you mean? Whoa, whoa. You'll just drop behind Kanye still. I still love Kanye's music. I don't have to think he's an amazing person still. That's fair. I'll give you that. But so, yeah, no, John Bellion, as uh, he became my like second favorite just artist in general to listen to. And so I got to got to see him in August of 19. I was at um, I was it was in Cleveland, too. Actually, it was uh, on it was on the lake, whatever the venue is, like right on the lake. It was, um, it was the, one of those. the amphitheater. So, yeah, it was I saw him there and it was it was really cool. I. Uh, felt awkward because I, I say feel awkward. I was there with you know a handful of my friends, and it felt like we were the only ones drinking, and that's probably because we were the only ones that were over twenty one. <laughs> so that mean it meant we didn't have lines for alcohol, so that was cool. Well, that does work out. That does work nicely. So yeah, we got to we got to see him him then, and uh, it also I think uh, made. Uh, it impacted me just because I had been, I had I had been out of my relationship for about like two months at that point, so it was like still, that wound had, had still not not uh, not healed quite yet, and so I think uh, that that was a big big thing for that concert as well. well that's fair, and that that's a good one. That that's good. I have no idea who that person is. Don't pretend to. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, that's good music. And mostly I give you a hard time because for the entire 2018, 2019, and a limited part of the 2020 season, you played exactly six bumper songs. Period. Not just that, oh, baby, we're just going to play these couple ones. No, you only made six bumpers. Three of them were Kanye. Three of them were, how do you say his name? John Bellion. Him. That's not That's true. It. We had more than that because I had some Gambino ones too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. There were like two Gambinos as well. Point being, you done broke me of wanting to listen to them because I had to listen to those bumpers. Oh, give it a chance. Everything. Go listen to the human condition and give it a chance. I don't want the human condition terrifies me. Have you seen humans nowadays? Exactly. All the more reason you need to listen to it. Wait, that's the name of an album, isn't it? Yes. That's the name of an album. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a try. (laughs) I thought you were just saying to pay attention to the human condition. That's like, no, I'm already sad enough. It it was, it's his first, like he had made mixtapes before that. It was his first like true album. 
Fair enough. Fair. You know what? Tell you what. By the next time we do the next episode, I will have listened to that album. And I'm not saying he, he's for everybody. I'm just saying give it a chance. That's what I'm saying. I'll give it a chance. I will be fair and unbiased, and I will give it a chance. So now let's transition as we love to do. We love to do our drafts. There's no no secret about that. We actually, like, that's our, that's our shtick. We just draft things. So, I mean, you're... you're you don't know squat, you stupid idiot. I just wanted to play it again. I just wanted to have an excuse to play it again. <laughs> just mean. But because of that, I had uh, another idea for a draft. And it just uh, it goes back to the fact that uh, we both love food. There's no, there's no getting around that. There's no hiding it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we love our food. So I thought, let's give our top... Uh, seven we'll do a draft of our top seven fast food places we like to go and because i know you're gonna ask if it has a drive-through it's fast food and or if you can get the food and it's not a place where you have to like sit down and be waited on and like have a tip or anything that that's those are those are the qualifiers okay so tip is the qualifier then if you go inside, there's only like one that I, that may come up that I feel like is still fast food, even though you may tip inside, which is steak and shake. So if that if that comes, I think that's still fast food. But like everything else, like in that vein, that's that's the way I view it. Well, I I, I guess what I'm bringing up is like an Applebee's or a Chili's where you can get it to go very easily. I but won't, those are I, technically I won't, I won't call I won't call those completely fast food, even though their to go has certainly evolved. Okay, that that's fair. I I will respect that. Now, once Applebee's gets a drive through, maybe that'll change. Don't don't put that in the air supply. No, it already it already is in the air supply. They're already trying to do it. Oh God, <laughs> I get eating good in the neighborhood, but man, there's a line in the sand <laughs> for that. That, that that's a bridge too far. I'm not sure how I feel about Applebee's drive-through. That, they're, that they're, seems, they're working on it. That 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 seems a bridge too far for me. And I, I'm a very large man. So <laughs> me saying that something might not be done, this is like, hey, maybe we should clone dinosaurs and you're in the Jurassic Park franchise. Someone needs to guide them to the button that says, hey, maybe don't. <laughs> this is me as a large man saying, hey, Applebee's, maybe don't. People should... <laughs> People should have to sit down and wait for a few minutes before they pick up like oh family size order of mozzarella sticks and chicken quesadillas. It's you really need to make people think about that for a second. But that that's me. That's just me. Anyway, I get the premise. Let's do this thing. So, do you want me to lead, or should uh, or, or should I give you first pick and be nice? You know what? You were such a gentleman last time we did a draft. I'm going to let you have the first pick today. You're going to let me have the first pick? I'm going to let you have the first pick today. Because I feel you and I are going to go in some different directions with these picks. That's quite possible. But I don't need much time for my first pick. And you'll probably notice a theme throughout uh, my picks anyway. My pick is... The restaurant that if it is nearby, I am going out of my way to get it. I don't care oh, I if that's the case. 
It is Canes. Yep, I, I knew you were going Raising Canes. Do I know how I knew you were going to go Raising Canes? How did you know? When we covered Calvert in Strongsville <laughs> for the regional baseball tournament last year, I'm sitting there being like, man, this is great. Strongsville is only like 15 minutes away from my house. This is fantastic for a drive. Every conversation you brought up that there's a Raising Canes just off the campus of Strongsville High School. <laughs> Every time. I don't regret it at all. Like it was, it was the, I get into the box, the press box with you, get into the box behind home plate. Be like, Hey, how was your drive? And you're like, Oh, you know, raising canes is right down the street. <laughs> That's not my question. <laughs> I know where raising canes is. I've been there. I mean, you, you and Jordan Strack, it, it, there, there is a love affair for raising canes that honestly I respect. I do like Raising Cane's. I like them a lot. It's very good food. Like if I were to go, I'd probably say they're my best chicken place. My favorite chicken place by far. So respect. And I'm ready with my pick. Like this one was ever in doubt. Chipotle is my number one. See, I thought about it. I thought about it very, very intently. Because it is one of my favorites as well. It's the, this. It wasn't even a debate. Chipotle, Chipotle is a slice of paradise, is what it is. Now, like I said early on, because we were talking about doing this as like a weekly, like a day of the week kind of thing. Chipotle is not your Tuesday meal. It ain't your Wednesday meal either. And God love you. It's not a Sunday meal. You either start your week with it or you celebrate the end of your week with it. Because if you eat Chipotle properly, you do not want to do anything else the rest of the day. You're just going to want to lay down and relax. So if I were to choose a day for it, either Monday as your lunch before you're done with work or Friday on your way home from work to celebrate the weekend. Okay, you ready for the next one? Of course I'm ready. It is looked at by some as the pinnacle of the hamburger and the fries. I will go with five guys and fries. I do like five guys. I like them a lot. It hurts you to say this does actually really hurt me to say this. I can't stand five guy fries. I can't do it. I can't, I can't look. I respect their game. If I order a small fry and I come away with three bags of French fries, I respect that. The only problem I have is unless you eat them in restaurant, they get soggy so fast. Just so fast. And I am not a soggy French fry kind of guy. I'm a crispy fry guy. I, I, I want to have some crunch when I bite into it. So burgers, yes. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. I just feel like you want to use that sound bite. 
Fry, fry You're an idiot. Off. You're an idiot and you don't know I almost feel like we need one that says like fast food or food now. Uh, There's your homework assignment. No, five guys, burgers, amazing. French fries, hit and miss. Milkshakes, phenomenal. So not a bad choice. I'm ready with my number two. I'm going to keep it in the same vein. But I am not going with five guys. I am selecting Culver's as my number two. I mean, they're on my board too. They, 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 look, when you talk about a complete package burger joint, the burgers are on point. The fries are crispy, at least for the most part. Their milkshakes are next level. That is a total hamburger package right there. Yeah. That, that that's the equivalent of a five tool athlete in the fast food industry. Yeah. Culver's Culver's certainly, certainly top notch. Culver's will be my number two. And that one, that's at any day of the week. Just treat yourself. <laughs> enjoy it. Live the moment. Wish I had a treat yourself bumper too. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself. There, there's a few bumpers we need. We need a, a proper soundboard during this season too. We're going to have to work on that. So I have some sound, I have some bits and some like cuts and stuff like that. I should send you so we can add them to the mix. Yeah. Okay. Fair for, for my next one. I wasn't letting it slip any further down Chick-fil-A. I'm not going without Chick-fil-A in my life. Does it hurt you to say this too? It doesn't. I'm actually not a big Chick-fil-A fan. Uh, that's that's good. Then I don't have to worry about your big truck being in line. Well, that's because there's like 55 other cars in line <laughs> all the time. The, the hype around Chick-fil-A is simply too much. It's too much. We talked about Reggie Bush and Jadavian. Chick-fil-A is the Vince Young of fast food joints. Oh, stop. The hype is far too great for what is simply a good chicken sandwich. Now, their sides are phenomenal. I'm not going to disagree with that. The service, outstanding. I have never had a bad customer service experience at Chick-fil-A. I really haven't. It's the same issue as Popeye's chicken, man. I I can't sit in the line for 45 minutes and still call it fast food. I just can't. If by the time I get to picking it up, they're telling me they had to reheat it, it's not fast food anymore. See, I, think so, I, I think you're I think you're jaded by the fact you live in a bigger area and your lines are that much longer. I might be. I, I mean that, because that might the, be the lines the lines at the Finley Chick-fil-A are usually decent, but they're not like even when you're at the back of a really long line, you know it's still only gonna be like 10 minutes. The, the one close to where I live, the closest one to me is in uh, North Homestead. They actually just had to renovate and buy more land around their building to expand their parking lot because they have up to four layers deep of cars circling the building, serpentining around it just for the drive through It's just that that's absurd. That's craziness yeah. for chicken. <laughs> For chicken. Chicken's my favorite food, man. 
look, I love chicken too. It's good food. And again, I'm not saying Chick-fil-A is bad food. It's good food. It's not 45 minutes later food though. That that's so it, have your Chick-fil-A. I'm I'm happy for you. Although it does dawn on me now that you saying take it off the board. I'm guessing I'm not able to pick like raising canes then, am I? No, you're not. Okay. It's it's a draft, not just a list. Okay. Otherwise otherwise a... Chipotle would have been my second one. Okay, so since this is not a list, it's a draft. Give me a second here. <laughs> You know what? I'm ready. Go ahead. Hit me. I'm going to take things deep into the franchise mode of this draft. And I'm going with Wendy's. For my money, one, they are the most expensive. It seems like. (laughs) But two. That might just be because you're getting the Baconator. You're, of course, you're getting the bacon. But what, I was gonna, <laughs> what I was gonna get at here is out of the big three, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I'm just gonna call it as it is. I think Wendy's is the best tasting food. I think it is the best tasting. I think it's the most consistently good quality food. And plus, they throw in the X factor of the chili. The chili is your X factor, not the frosty. The Frosty could never be an X Factor because the Frosty is a game changer. Okay. LeBron James can't be an X Factor in a game. He just can't. You have to throw in something different. For me, it's the spicy chicken and the chili are the X Factors that make the difference at Wendy's. Frosties, we could have a whole list dedicated to why the Frosty is the absolute superior dessert beverage choice. For all fast food. For all fast food. By a wide margin. We don't have time for that. So I'm just going to say my X factors are the chili and the spicy chicken sandwich. Alrighty. For my next selection. It is called the Italian version of Chipotle. And that will be Piata. Look at you picking a fancy one. Is it a fancy one? I don't know. Like it's called Piata. That sounds fancy. I mean, but Piata, I mean, it it gets it gets the job done. Let's needless to say. It is good. I I have had it a couple times. It is very good. Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with you on that one. So not not bad. Not bad choice. Well, since you're going a little bit fancy and bougie, it's my turn to go fancy and bougie. Hit me. So I'm also pretty sure I picked burritos and two hamburger joints back to back and probably sounded a little too fat describing the frosty there. (laughs) So I'm going to, for the sake of anyone listening that's ever, you know, spent time with me and, you know, worried I might go full job of the hut at some point based on my fast food choices. um, I'm going to go with Panera bread. I'm going to pick Panera Bread as my number four. I I love, absolutely love their salads that they have there. I I think they're delicious. They're you pick two menu. You can get a good sandwich and then a nice salad with the. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going Panera Bread. 
as my next pick. Okay, Panera, not not one of my favorites or go tos, but is is one of those occasional ones I'll grab. You know, it, it's a nice treat one because again, it's a little bit more pricey, but the food is really good quality. So for my next pick, since I am unable to have Chipotle, I will go with the next best thing to Chipotle, and I will go with Cadoba. It is, again, very good on its own right. It it, it had they have one in BG, so that's where I got uh, got most of most of those Cadoba meals. But also, fun fun little mini story. When I was in Alaska, it was pretty much at like the height of my Chipotle addiction and need for Chipotle as much as I could get, could, could get it. Not an addiction. It's just that we accept <laughs> that Chipotle is essential in our lives. And There's a difference. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, another fun fact, when I went to and from Alaska, first last thing I did before leaving was Chipotle. First thing getting back was Chipotle. Fun fact. Um, but while I was in Alaska, they did not have a Chipotle. They might now, but they did not at the time. The closest thing they had to it was there was one Cadoba somewhere in Anchorage that I got at some point while I was in Alaska. And that was, I was able to at least tide me over until I got back home. And so I will, I will go with Cadoba for my number five. All right. So there still are not any Chipotles in Alaska. Okay. So there you go. Wait, hold on, hold on. We may have a game changer here. <laughs> may have a game changer. Wait. Yep. No, they still don't. Uh, Never mind. So there you go. They have one in. They actually missed a few states. Wow. That's weird. Huh? There are states in the union that don't have Chipotle that are not Alaska. Well, here's, here's what I'm trying to figure out right now. It, I don't see Alaska. I'm on Chipotle's actual website here. So we're just going to count things out here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 26, 39, 40, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh, they got Washington, D.C. listed there, so 8. So there are two states that do not have it. And they are two newest states, Hawaii and Alaska. Okay. So, I mean, at least it, it there's a solid reason in place for why they don't. Sweet Jesus. There's one in South Dakota. <sighs> I shouldn't, Hold on. I shouldn't be there even is. more punished in South Dakota and not be able to have Chipotle. There's only one in South Dakota. Okay. The, we're, we're spiraling for a moment, but I'm going to commit to this. The following states have less than five Chipotles in the entire state. Mississippi has three. Montana has four. Idaho is right at the threshold with five. Um, let's see here. North Dakota has three. South Dakota has one. Vermont has three. Wyoming has one. And this is probably one of the few things that makes me just absolutely proud to be an Ohioan. Ohio is second. Only to California in terms of total Chipotles. I mean, there's California. Two, there's two in Finley now. 
California, 443 Chipotles. Wow. Ohio, 215 Chipotles. We have more Chipotles than New York. We have more Chipotles than Illinois. We have more Chipotles than Florida. I This is one of those moments I'm so proud to be an Ohioan. <laughs> also, good Lord, we love our Chipotle here in Ohio. 215. Wow. Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you ready for your number five? Uh, yes, I'm ready for my number five. For my number five, I'm going to take it into the realm of high-quality Italian. And I believe this may be one that skirts the gray area, but I don't care. My choice is Little Caesars. I mean, does that really count? Hot and ready. You can pick a $5 hot and ready pizza up any time of day. In and out in under two minutes. See, I guess, I guess because of that, Little Caesars is, is kind of the only one that's like, the kind of the only pizza paste that's like truly fast food. Well, that's the thing. It's, you, you can get Little Caesars does have some drive-thrus. They have some drive through places, but you can get the full pizza meal, pizza, the breadsticks, and a drink without missing a beat. They have lunch specials where you can get like a personal pan pizza. All of this is done in advance. It's ready to go. So it's, again, small part of me. It's a little bit of a gray area, but at the end of the day, Little Caesars is technically a fast food joint by all metrics. For my number six selection. My lead into this place is at the time when uh, when I was, uh, when I had, when I got braces when I was in high school, there was not one of these nearby. So my mom especially took me out to this place in Perrysburg because we did not have one closer at the time. And that place would be Sonic. Well, that's a good, oh, man, that's a good choice. Sounds like Matt might have forgot Sonic. I didn't forget Sonic. I just, I was kind of hoping it'd last another round or two. <laughs> It was, it was on the back end of my board, so. Okay, I'm ready. I'm already ready. I'm gonna keep it local to my Cleveland roots. My number six is Mr. Hero. Okay, so as someone who has never had Mr. Hero, can you explain a little bit? So Mr. Hero hoagie place so you can get like a philly cheesesteak you can get a turkey club it's kind of like a sandwich place but like a hot sandwich place their claim to fame is something called the roman burger roman burger is a hoagie bun two patties lots of oil and vinegar cheese salami slices on top of the burger patty and then basically whatever else you want to fill it with you can do a bacon you can do a few other things but for me, the big winner for Mr. Hero is probably the reason most people like Chick-fil-A. It's the fact they have waffle fries. And they have cheese sauce. 
Mr. Hero, a Cleveland staple. I'm going to represent them probably with this pick. And it really is good. Like if you just want like no regard for your health or well-being (laughs) whatsoever, when you're eating your fast food, it is greasy, it is messy, and it is delicious. That would be my pick. So for my last pick... There's a, there's some good ones that I'm not including, as I think is the case for both of us. But it's not uh, not a surprise that I'm taking it. It's just a surprise that it lasted as long as it did. And that would be one of the OGs, Taco Bell. Is Taco Bell even food, though? It certainly is. Is it? Yes. Anywhere in your that restaurant, do you see the word food? Yeah, their menu. Where on their menu does it say food? Or does it say fourth meal? I don't think they say fourth meal anymore. They might. I mean, that's true. They probably don't. But it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, ta- Taco Bell. The only- Taco Bell is good. It's a good choice. But the only time I think anyone genuinely craving Taco Bell is they're trying to eat something that's going to absorb a lot of poisonous liquid that is currently in their system. Oh, at that I time. mean, Matt. I went to Bowling Green and we made the Taco Bell in BG one of the highest grossing in the entire nation. I totally believe that. I completely believe that. (laughs) It was the the case while I was in school. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but at least at one point while I was in school, it was like number three. And I mean, look, I'm I'm bashing it a little bit here, but no, Taco Bell's good. It's just there's a very finite window of scenarios of why you're getting Taco Bell. That that that's I have more of those scenarios than you do if that's the case. What was that? I have more of those scenarios than you do if that's the case because I I enjoy my Taco Bell. And again, I like Taco Bell too. It's just you got to be in a certain mood for Taco Bell, at least for me. It's one of those that you don't get on the regular, but you can get it, and it's good. Now I know for you, you and I have talked about your sauce drawer that you've had i miss my sauce drawer you don't have it anymore at your new place no i I lost that drawer shortly after brie moved in initially you you need to keep that you should i would love love it i tried it just i it was not a battle worth fighting a man without a sauce drawer is not a man worth saving sir (sighs) you need to reclaim your sauce drawer i i might do that at the expense of a fiance so but you get a sauce drawer back. I'd, I'd rather have a fiance. But you get a sauce drawer back. Matt, what's your last pick? What what kind of sauce do I want with my meal? Oh, I don't know. Let me check my drawer. Good Lord. Okay, my last pick. All right, I'm ready. Go ahead and hit me with it. My last pick, I'm going to you know, wind things back a little bit here and I'm going to go East coast custard. Yeah. I've never heard of that. You never heard of East coast custard. I have not. Okay. First of all, next time you're in Cleveland, 
we have to go somewhere besides raising canes. Just mm. we have to correct that. We can know, we can do both. It, it's a non-negotiable, bro. Look, we can have it for lunch or dinner, but we have to go to East Coast Custard then for in between. See, okay. Some of the best ice cream and custard you're going to find. They make killer hot dogs, really good pretzels. Really, it's a lot of like concession stand food, but their ice cream, their custard, it's just phenomenal. So if you're closing out a busy week, if you're closing out a busy day, that, that's a good way to treat yourself. East Coast Custard, that'd be my pick. So going over our lists one more time, uh, for my list, I have Canes, Five Guys, Chick-fil-A, Piata, Cadoba, Sonic, and Taco Bell. Matt has Chipotle, Culver's, Wendy's, Panera Bread, Little Caesars, Mr. Hero, and East Coast Custard. Yes, I stand by those picks. I mean, we, we left some heavy hitters off the list. Well, but are they really heavy hitters or it's just that they're everywhere so people just get it? I mean, McDonald's, Burger King, Subway. They're good, but they're everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? They it's, are. You, you, you don't need to make them one of your top choices because they're always there as a choice. I mean, I feel like Taco Bell's got like a, a lot of locations too, especially with their expresses. Yeah, but you're hitting up the nostalgia factor there on that one for your Taco Bell. Uh, a little bit. That's that 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 that's uh that's a different animal there for you. But no, that that's why I, I I felt good not adding any of the big here. Like Wendy's was probably as far into like the big franchise that I was gonna be comfortable going. So I like it. That's a solid list all around. No notes. That'll do it for this edition of the show. Again, remember to rate, follow, review, do all those good things on your podcast platform to let us know you are out there and listening. For Matt Common, this is Lance Morris signing off for this edition of Lance and Matt Plus. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.